Hello, 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 and welcome to the Altwork podcast, where we explore the new frontiers of work and challenge everything you thought you knew about your career, business, and the world of work. I'm Victoria Rellas. And I'm Saki Brasul. Yep. And today we'll be discussing going from breakdowns to breakthroughs, dealing with dissatisfactions powerfully at work. So um, I'll begin by sharing my thoughts that um, what I think inspired us to do this uh, episode is that breakdowns happen all the time at work and in our personal life. And yet it seems like we are woefully ill-prepared to deal with them when they come. It seems like instead of preparing ourselves to deal with breakdowns powerfully, we try our best to avoid them happening. Like we put all of our effort into trying to make sure that a breakdown doesn't happen, even though it's going to happen. And instead of being prepared for, for it when it happens, we act like it's the end of the world and we don't know what to do. And it's like the first time ever that a breakdown is happening. So it's quite interesting, I think, this way of being that we have with breakdowns. So I thought that it would be a great time for us to talk about it in alt work, um, to share our, our alt perspective on maybe how to deal with breakdowns or how to think about them um, that is more helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do, you think, what do you think, Second? I, I think, Victoria, <laughs> it might be good that we start by saying first, what do we mean by breakdowns? Often mm -hmm. when people hear the word breakdown, they uh, imagine like an emotional uh, turmoil or emotionally broken down or somebody's crying in tears. And so mm -hmm. I think that um, let's, uh, let's say a little bit about what we mean by breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. um, let, me, let me begin by sharing some thinking and I want to hear your thoughts, right? So mm -hmm. when we say breakdown, we simply mean a satisfaction expected but not delivered. Something you were expecting, some condition of satisfaction, um, some uh, normal recurrence, or somebody made a promise, either implicit or explicit, that is not delivered to you. And now this is a dissatisfaction to you. So I like to think of breakdown as like a dissatisfaction happening at work. It may mm -hmm. be like a momentary, some kind of an event that is occurring. Or it may be like a stretched out breakdown that there is a, a toxic work environment, there is a constant lack of listening or lack of care going on, and you're not getting the satisfaction from work that you expect to get. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you are right. I think usually when people hear the term breakdown, they do think about it as like a emotional outburst all of a sudden that happens. And I, I like your definition of it much better. Mm -hmm. And I what think, happens, yeah, what happens yeah. when some satisfaction is not delivered, <laughs> when we are dissatisfied with something, the first place we do go to is the, is the emotional turmoil, mm -hmm. the emotional disposition, the psychological interpretations, um, they begin to show up. Those, um, those jerks, those... Mm -hmm. all kinds of cuss words show up, blaming, justifying, cursing, all kinds of those kind of uh, the first place that show up. And what happened is that we very much get stuck in those psycho prisons. 
in those mm -hmm. psychological interpretations that some satisfaction has not been delivered. And now this is what it is. This is what we're going to do. And mm -hmm. if you let that fester for a long time, it turns into this resignation that mm -hmm. not only we're not satisfied, but nothing is going to change. Yeah. And that resignation, it's like a, we create for ourselves a psycho prison. We lock the key and we throw the key away. Hmm. Yeah, and nothing new can pass can happen now. Nothing new can happen. Yeah, and what so is the consequence uh, when we lock ourselves in the lock ourselves up in those psycho prisons? We, what is the danger there, huh? Well, we don't ask for help. We think it's all up to us. We don't move forward. We just get stuck. We just get stuck. Potentiality is wasted. Possibilities are wasted. Resentment starts to fester. It's no surprise today that the lack of capacity for dealing with breakdowns is leading to widespread resentment spread all over our workplaces. We keep smiley faces while keeping resentful that how dare that group, uh, those jerks, those mm -hmm, whatever cuss words are our favorite cuss words, those yeah. jerks will violate me and do me wrong. And while as at the same time, those people are probably thinking about this group and these people and you, that how could we be violated with that? So resentment begin to fester. People yeah. become really resigned. People start to see work as like a big burden. Yeah. This is the beginning of the nihilism that work is just there. So it becomes slave labor. The worst thing happens that now you spend six, seven, eight, ten 10 hours of your day, five, yeah. six days a week. And some for some people, it's all through the week. You immersed yourself in this psycho prison and you live in this psycho prison. You suffer silently. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. And I think at some point, people become so resigned that they start like ignoring the breakdowns, right? They don't want to even mm -hmm. acknowledge them anymore because they feel so helpless about it. They don't even like call it out. They don't declare a breakdown. They just like um, swipe it under the rug, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and another thing to point though is that feel like going to this, like blaming other people, feeling uh, helpless, it's okay to feel like this initially in, in the beginning of a breakdown. Like it's natural. It's not mm. like, I get, I think some our customers are talking to us and they try to, they just like try to like jump it be like, oh yeah, it happened, but it's okay. I'll just move on to trying to fix it. And they don't like actually authentically sit with it. Like, no, I feel really bad about this. Right? Like that's a perfectly fine place to start. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, now that I think about it, I think as long as you are a human being, try to disconnect from your emotions or not acknowledge the emotional impact, it doesn't help you, but rather it further traps you into acting like a machine where you try to go and resolve the breakdown and say, mm, let's just throw some process at it or let's just throw some... Uh, some formula at it or uh, or let's go ahead and change the vendor or partners or employees or bosses because you didn't take responsibility for the emotional impact that happens when some dissatisfaction arrives. And as a matter of fact, if you're not feeling good in some area of your work, career, business, or even family relationship in anywhere, then probably that not feeling good 
is a good alert to, to yeah. perturb you, to let you know that, hey, there is some dissatisfaction you want to take responsibility for. Yeah. And we begin to take, uh, we can begin to take responsibility. So, and without making ourselves wrong for being emotional beings, often in enterprises, corporations, startups, we, if somebody is emotional, say, oh, you're too sensitive, you're too emotional and try to, uh, to, to vilify, try to make wrong for people for having that emotional impact. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious yeah. though, Victoria, how does that show up um, in, in your generation for millennials, for Gen Z, for all the, all the younger generations? Mm -hmm. Is this, you think, uh, is the same way or is it getting worse or getting better? What, what are your observations talking to your friends? Um, I think it's the same. I think it's like, it, it's not a generational thing. I think as a whole mass, we are not well prepared or equipped to deal with breakdowns. Mm -hmm. And so I, I also do have friends that I can see uh, will fall to resentment and don't know how to move forward. They just get stuck there. Don't know how to move forward. Yeah. So let's talk about moving forward. You know, what yeah. do we do? Okay, now there is a dissatisfaction. Yeah. There's something you expected that is not delivered um what do you do if you don't do anything and stay stuck there you're in a psycho prison yep. you know my friend chauncey bell says you're windbagging you're essentially whining you're oblivious you're windbagging and you're 100 stuck so to move forward the first step i propose is take full responsibility for the breakdown is acknowledge that this is dissatisfying without assigning the blame Oftentimes, the first instinct we have when some dissatisfaction arrives that we want to assign the blame. We want to find out who's responsible, who's the guilty party. So we become this judge, jury, and executioner of the guilty parties. So I recommend that instead of trying to assign the blame and justifying and cursing and getting resentful and getting stuck, that the first step you take is take full responsibility for your dissatisfaction. At the end of the day, whatever has happened has happened, but you are the one who is dissatisfied. Right. Seeing yourself as a victim of the breakdown at the effect of the breakdown, that is not going to serve you. Hmm? That's yeah. going to get you, get you further stuck. Yeah. A note about that is that something that I struggle with, because this is like a really important part that when I see a breakdown at work, sometimes I assume that one of my other coworkers will call it out because it's like a shared breakdown, but taking mm. ownership of my dissatisfaction in it is what is mm. like important for me. If I don't own that, yeah, I am dissatisfied with it. Yeah, sure. Other of my coworkers are dissatisfied with it and they might be dissatisfied with it in different ways, but mm. I am dissatisfied with it and taking ownership for that. Um, it, it requires some courage and confidence to be able to say that because now you kind of have the inter you have the expectation mm -hmm. that someone's going to fight back with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, right. And this might be the first step to, to leadership. This is leadership mm -hmm. that you see something that's not working. Mm -hmm. um, you see something that is less than satisfying. You might even see that as a widespread resignation, like everybody knows that yeah. that's just the way things are. Yeah. Leader takes what everybody knows and says, no, no, no. 
this is dissatisfying, this is not working, this is not going to continue that way. So the mm -hmm. first step to taking responsibility is to declare the breakdown, hmm? declare your dissatisfaction, say this, how it's going is not going to work. Actually comes to mind, uh, um, uh, Howard Schultz in uh, 2007, when Starbucks was having um, performance issues and they were losing revenue, they tried to roll out this new um, technology system, some kind of ERP system, and all the franchise owners, store owners, they had a big uh, sort of resistance to it. So in New Orleans in 2007, they held a conference and he started the speech by saying something like, so we are uh, 90 days from bankruptcy. Hmm? When he did that, that moment, he took full responsibility for the dissatisfaction. And by declaring a breakdown, he destroyed some old world in which everybody is stuck, everybody's complaining, no one is really happy, but people are unwilling to, to make a big shift. People are blaming each other, they're blaming the main corporation, they're blaming the customers, they're blaming the consumers. How many of us in business, when we begin to hit breakdowns, the first people we blame are our customers? Hmm? Yeah. Like those jerks, those mm-hmm. No, your customers are not the jerks. <laughs> yeah. Or we blame our coworkers or leaders or the CEO. Often in a political situation too, when things are not working, the first place we go to blaming are our leaders. We always feel that it's going to be someone else's responsibility to right. declare the breakdown and do something. True leader is someone, real leader is someone um, who takes full responsibility for what's going on in a situation and says, hey, this situation is not working. What do you think happens once this declaration is made? Okay, well, let me bring up a hesitancy that in a question that some people mm. listening might have. Because when you say take full responsibility, mm. uh, what if it's not all your fault? Like, Right. I mean, that's exactly the game you're playing in a psycho prison, right? If you're going to be trapped in a psycho prison, imagine if, if you were in some real prison um, and you had a lot of prison mates, you will invent all kinds of games to play to keep each other occupied, complain about your, um, your uh, jailers, uh, complain about people that have put you in this prison, complain about the food quality, complain about the quality of your bed and everything. So what happens once people are in psycho prisons, they invent these games to play with each other. And you're talking about this game in which you try to assign the blame. Is it, uh, is it my fault? Is it their fault? Is it your fault? Is it you know, whose fault it is? My invitation is that don't spend any more time trying to figure out whose fault it is. Whose fault it is has to do with past. It's done. It is how it is. You did what you knew to do. Others did what they knew to do. And this is how the world has arrived. And you simply declare the breakdown. It, maybe we need to say something about what do we mean by declaration? Declaration is kind of a um, speech action, like a language action that once you declare, the world changes. And declaration is, you know, imagine... Um, um, uh, to man and woman getting married, 
and the priest says um, that I declare you husband and wife. The priest doesn't say it. I feel like your husband and wife, and I think that you're acting like husband and wife. Therefore, you might be husband and wife. No, no, that's not declaration. That's commentary on the situation. Declaration when empire uh, or referee in the game says you're out, that changes the world. Declaration destroys the old world, completes the old world, and brings about a new world if you take your declaration seriously. Maybe some of us going around, um, you know, there is another uh, kind of a illness that's said about that we go around declaring this is not working, this is not working, this is not working. This is the second place where people can get stuck, that they go around, either they get stuck in psycho prison, or one day you say, well, this is not working, this is not working. And don't take any further step. But that step must be taken if you want to create a space for taking action, if you want to create a space in which some new possibility can happen, you must declare that maybe this behavior of a colleague is unacceptable. Hmm? You take the step to say, this is not gonna fly. I'm not gonna tolerate that. This is bullshit. This is not gonna go on. Maybe your own behavior, maybe your own way of being is not working, or maybe it's no one else's fault, but how some practice has gone on for maybe hundreds of years, it's no longer working. I think that's one thing many women are doing very well these days, that how they have been treated uh, for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years in this era, in this age, many women are saying, that's not acceptable. That is not, not gonna work. That's declaration. Okay. Okay, I got the, I think I got the declaration part. Mm. But my question is more about the taking full responsibility part. Why would I take full responsibility for something when maybe I think that like it's better if me and maybe another person together take responsibility for the breakdown, like both of us, no, not just me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, responsibility spoken in this way is really a blame that whose fault it is. Is it our shared fault? Is it your fault, my fault? You know, um, I'm talking about uh, not trying to figure out exactly where the blame line lies, right? If we start investigating history, um, uh, it's all the way down and you cannot figure it out like who really messed it up, right? Mm -hmm. A leader is someone who doesn't wait for others to declare the breakdown, but takes responsibility for the future. This is not a conversation about the past, but this is a conversation about that how the current situation is, is not acceptable to me. It's not working for me. So in this conversation, taking full responsibility has to do that you singularly become the source of creating a new future. When you say this no longer works, or when um, uh, uh, the same husband and wife maybe say, I divorce you, that declaration of divorce is not like some kind of like commentary about the situation that, hey, I feel like we're kind of like a divorced feeling like thing and it's your fault or my fault. When somebody says, I will no longer be in business with you, you're fired from the job. When that articulation happened, that moment, the past is done. There is no more conversation about whose fault it was, whether I was a good boss or you were a good employee, 
If okay. I say you're fired, that okay. create that completes the future. So a leader takes full responsibility and and goes to a new future by creating the declaration. I got it. I got it. So when you declare a breakdown, you don't don't work don't focus on what happened in the past, but instead focus on creating a new future. You you take absolutely you take full responsibility for your satisfaction. Your satisfaction in the matter is no one else's responsibility. However, the situation is whoever the uh, people, uh, whoever are the people that are involved, uh, whatever is going on, uh, external circumstances, internal circumstances, you cannot control the circumstances. Mm. The nature of life is that things will always change. Things will always indignify you. Things will always perturb you. Things will always bother you. If you're waiting for the circumstances to change, or if you're waiting for someone else to take responsibility, you are stuck in the psycho prison. If you mm -hmm. find yourself saying, I'm waiting for some other people to take full responsibility, well, consider that you're stuck in a psycho prison. If you want to break this psycho prison, you have to declare uh, that this is no longer an acceptable situation. And by declaring that I will no longer continue to do this or live in this indignity that now I have a new future, that opens the space for something new to happen. Mm -hmm. But if you just get stuck there, Victoria, if you um, break the psycho prison and you just go around um, declaring uh, breakdown, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this is not acceptable. You must have seen many people complain about their governments. Mm -hmm or complain mm -hmm. about their companies, you get into another kind of a trap. You get into the trap that you are suffering like a hero. You have something uh, we call heroic suffering. You're a hero who has declared the breakdown, but now that's it. Now you will suffer because this doesn't work. You're clear mm -hmm. it doesn't work and you get stuck right there and mm -hmm. you don't wanna get trapped there. Mm -hmm. What you want to do now now that you have declared the breakdown, now that you have declared this old world is done, it will no longer work for me, that now you begin to have conversations with your allies, with people involved, with people at the effect of it, with people that are stakeholders, your, your, your colleagues, your um, employees, your investors, your uh, bosses, that you now begin to talk about what's possible. If that doesn't work, what is the thing that is possible? Hmm? What do you mm. think? Hmm. Yeah, but that's a difficult conversation, no? <laughs> like, what's possible? <laughs> How do you have that conversation? Well, you you say, um, hey, this, uh, um, let me declare a breakdown here, Victoria, with you. It's sure. the LinkedIn marketing we have been doing doesn't work. It's done. Okay. It's finished. Okay. Hmm? Let's talk about now, what else can we do? Not difficult conversation. It's basically an invitation to think about new future. If your mood is right, if your right. mood is not like, hey, they always violated us. Hey, those jerks, those mm -hmm have violated me. And your mood isn't like, wow, this will never change. It doesn't work and it will never change. Not mm -hmm. with that mood but with the mood that that doesn't work, this is no longer working, 
I will not accept it. You break the cycle prison. You say, I no, no longer accept it. And you decline to be a hero that suffers. Mm. Okay. Now you can bring a new mood of curiosity. You can bring in new mood of um, uh, anticipation. Mm. Your biggest currency as a human being that we have, um, Unger says, uh, is imagination. Imagination is our biggest asset. But that yeah. imagination is not like sitting in your vacuum tube, sitting in a vacuum, sitting in your own uh, little office or your desk and thinking very, 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 very hard about what you're going to imagine. The best kind of imagination happens when you are in conversations with those that are also affected. Right. A real leader invites people to begin to think about new kind of a future, begin to think about if that's not working, what else is possible? So let me ask you, right in this conversation, since we have taken it on, Victoria, I declare that our LinkedIn marketing uh, is not working. Mm. So tell me now, what is possible? What else can we do? Let's think about a couple of possibilities. Well, we can become new beginners. And I know that there is this course that a guy is teaching and some of his students have become very popular on LinkedIn. So maybe mm. there's something for us to learn there. Ah, so there is, there's a possibility of a course that the guy is teaching. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to take a course that a gal is teaching, but you know, yeah. we can get into it or maybe um, we can maybe hire someone. Yeah. We can hire someone who knows about this. Yeah. Um, what else can we do? There's a lot of like platforms that are supposed to help you mm. to make sure you do it on a specific time, on specific mm -hmm. topics. We could mm -hmm. explore those. We can explore those. Yeah. Very good. You see, not very difficult at all. <laughs> Actually, thinking about possibilities could be quite a fun. Yeah, Let's but watch. it's easier. When you do it in conversation with someone, not when you try to like think about it all by yourself and try to come up with like this amazing idea. So that's yeah. right. That's right. Trying to come up with amazing ideas like <laughs> a visionary is a business you should really resign mm -hmm. yourself from. It doesn't yeah. work. The breakdown doesn't happen all to yourself, all by yourself. Breakdown only happens because we live this shared existence with others in which mm -hmm. we commit to satisfy each other. If you join some, uh, if you have a co-foundership with someone on a startup, or if you join some workspace, it's a shared space of responsibility for satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So your breakdown is always happening in relationship to someone else. Even if there's a circumstance that's coming from the outside that is beyond your control, maybe the political environment is changing, maybe the earth's environment is changing, Maybe uh, some business environment is changing. Maybe there's a new uh, innovation that is changing everything. Whatever is going on that is blocking you, it's blocking you in relationship with other people. So exploration of possibility, it must be in communication, in conversations with other people. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that's really important. Hmm. What's possible once you start talking to other people, Victoria? I'm curious. Well, you can fix a breakdown. You can come up with an idea and and try it. Hmm. Not so fast, right? Not so hmm. fast. First thing that can happen, you can possibly see something 
that you didn't see before. Mm. Trapped in psychoprison, you cannot have possibility. Mm. Trapped in the mood of heroic suffering, you cannot have possibility. Possibilities mm. are closed. You can only have possibilities once you begin to talk about possibilities. Maybe this breakdown is that some workspace has toxic culture and it's beyond your control or beyond your realm of influence to do anything about it. And now maybe it's possible that you find a new job or you um, bring this to the attention of the head of the company or you, or you maybe you write something about it in a serious way that invites people to discuss what else might be possible. And this space of possibility, it brings new enthusiasm. It brings new passion, new possibility. Yeah. But here, I want to warn you, once again, you can get stuck. Once again, this, this psycho prison is not mm -hmm. done. First, you get stuck in a psycho prison. Then you get stuck in the prison of, uh, um, of a, uh, sorry, I just got a phone call and got distracted. So then you got stuck in a, uh, in a, a hero prison. There's a yeah. psycho prison. There's a hero prison. There's a third prison now you can get stuck in, which is a prison of possibility. Hmm? If you're all talking about possibilities, all you must have seen uh, uh, people in in families and couples in trapped with each other or people trapped in bad jobs. Oh, you know, one day I will do my own startup. One mm. day, once I have learned all the skills, once I have... I'm strong. One day, hmm, I will do a startup in AI. Hmm, I will do a startup in blockchain. Oh, one day I would leave and I will get this great job. That's my vision. And if all what you're doing and you go read a bunch of startup business models and you read a bunch of books about relationships and you're talking all the time about new possibilities, but now you're like a like a possibility prisoner. You, you have yeah. this mood of a dreamer. Yeah. Now you yeah. are a professional dreamer. Yeah. Your job is to dream. You dream and dream and dream. Yeah. But now you go to another kind of a sleep. Mm. We cannot have that. We cannot yeah. go to this kind of sleep. Dreamer, there is no action. So out of possibility, there is another kind of conversation that we invite that you have, that mm. you begin to now have a kind of a conversation in which you make promises. You commit, you commit to doing right. something. You begin to take action. You begin to uh, make requests of others. Request is another kind of a uh, speech action mm. that you can take. You can mm. ask someone, hey, by the way, this is not working. I declare a breakdown. Uh, we've been talking about these possibilities. That's a good idea. So keeping up with our example, Victoria, uh, would you please uh, find out this uh, guy that you think is LinkedIn expert? Uh, when is their course starting? Or if it's a self-serve course, would you please find out how much is it and uh, see if you can get uh, our team registered in it? Yeah, I can. You can or you will? I will. Ah, uh, you will. That's a promise? Look, you're maybe making a public promise here. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, very good. Yeah, yeah. So this is a small example. Now that you're committed to do something, now you can have conversations in which new world can show up, in which you make commitments to each other. Maybe you mm -hmm. make offers to each other. 
maybe mm -hmm. Victoria, I offer to you that I will uh, do some analysis of our current LinkedIn marketing and I will write a small report. Would you like to see that report? Yeah, I would. So this can now show up as an offer, as a, um, as a request, as a new kind of a commitment. Now mm. you have conversations for action. Mm. Now the breakdown is properly dealt with. Right. Hmm? You know, initially when you said that someone could get stuck with possibilities, I was like, how can someone get stuck with possibilities? But then you, when you defined it as a dreamer, I totally got it because that's like the perfect name. And I know a, a lot of people in my, and maybe sometimes myself, I get stuck in the dreamer phase in which I, we have lots of ideas, but we don't commit and move and actually do anything about them. So this last part is a really important part. And, and it's not just committing to doing everything yourself. Like you said, it's also committing and making requests and offers, right? Making requests for someone to do something or offering you offering to help someone do something. Um, so in that sense, like, I don't know. I feel like usually when people think that they're going to declare their breakdown, they have to take, they have to do everything. Like they have to take care of it fully by doing everything themselves. But that's not the case, right? That's right. That's right. Actually, there is a kind of a, so once you, once you begin to commit to action, you now have the breakthrough. Now you have gone from breakdown to a breakthrough. You mm -hmm. refuse to be trapped in a psycho prison. You refuse to suffer like a hero. And you're done being a dreamer. Maybe you're a dreamer for a little while, but then you're done being a dreamer. And now you have entered into the field of action. Now you're taking action. Now you're action-oriented. You're committed to do things. You're making promises. You're fulfilling promises. And while you commit and fulfill promises, maybe new breakdowns will show up. Hmm. Maybe the breakdown won't be resolved. Maybe a new breakdown will show up. And what should you do? if a new breakdown shows up while you're taking action? Do the whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, Start do the whole off. thing again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you did this, you did this uh, thing with your, with your hand. It's like this kind of a circle that mm. we go into, but it's not the same circle every single time. If a new mm. breakdown shows up, and once again, there's an emotional impact good God, you did hard work, you declared the breakdown, you did the hard work of thinking about possibilities, you did the hard work of taking action, making a mm -hmm. commitment, and moved action. And once again, breakdown shows up. What do you think? That's not going to have emotional impact? Oh, yeah. no, you're going to feel like, oh, wow. Why totally resigned. <laughs> totally resigned. <laughs> LinkedIn marketing is so hard. Maybe LinkedIn doesn't like me. Huh? So how can I get LinkedIn to like me? A new kind of a psycho prison shows up. But mm -hmm. the more you repeat this process, the more breakthroughs begin to show up. The mm -hmm. breakdown to breakthrough becomes like a second nature. Right. Breakdowns then got nothing on you. Breakdowns yeah. show up and you become the kind of being where breakdowns show up to be turned into breakthroughs. And mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen? Once you become this kind of a being, breakdowns are going to find you. People are going to bring their breakdowns to you because they know yeah. once they bring their breakdowns to you, you turn them into breakthroughs. You become yeah. like a walking, living transformer. 
like that to transform a movie instead of a car you get up and okay that's a little bit of a uh, <laughs> joke there you become not that kind of transformer where the car turns into a walking robot but rather you become the transformer where breakdowns got nothing in you where you you know you remind me this uh, there's a there's a poem uh, by rumi rumi writes about uh, uh, rumi says uh, there's a boy who came to me who used to be scared to go out at night then rumi is of course writing poetically this is a poetry and rumi right. says a boy came to me who was scared to go out at nights then i cut a piece of my soul and draw for the boy a sword that can cut anything from that day on the boy will often go out at night looking for the monsters mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so, yeah, so this is like a superpower that you can cultivate this is a superpower that we have disclosed in this conversation here in mm-hmm. which you can take the breakdown fine to have an emotional impact fine mm-hmm. to declare the breakdown and maybe even suffer like a hero for a little bit fine to be a dreamer and think about possibilities and then you move to the field of action and now you become the boy who goes out at night looking for the monsters instead of being scared about the dark instead yeah. of being scared yeah monsters have nothing on that boy <laughs> monsters have nothing on them the monsters run from that boy huh and if yeah. they come they get transformed into um you know, I know Beanie Babies or something. I've been watching this uh, little series that's come out, the Beanie Bubble. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to um, I want to uh, give one warning. Okay. Many people they are very good at declaring the breakdowns. Um and going right to action this is not working and i'll mm-hmm. take action no conversations for possibilities talking wastes time hmm? mm. let's just take action let's do it we're not the talking kind of people we're the doing kind of people there is mm. a disaster in it that mm. even though you may be taking responsibility for the breakdown you may be declaring the breakdown and going right to action you may fall to another kind of a trap that we call hyperactivity and mm-hmm. hyperactivity is like an illness of the nervous system that you're too quick to jump to action that can destroy any dream any project any career at any time hmm? yeah this is also going on in our enterprises because we have been teaching people to be action oriented for some time that there is no need to talk to people talk to anybody about what needs to be done i'm an action kind of a person and yeah. all i need to do is get right to action and take the breakdown and take action by myself that now you are once again heroically uh being hyperactive and after you have run through this loop that you're that you articulated with your hand signal uh, after a few times you're exhausted you're done yeah. hyperactivity cannot deliver results hmm? you yeah. may not see what was possible but you did the first thing that came to your mind you know this kind of um this kind of an illness 
the, the illness of hyperactivity is sometimes cherished in our cultures, in our mm -hmm. families, in our corporations, in our startups, especially in the startup environment. You need to be do-do-do kind of a person. Right. That cannot result in success. 95% of the startups fail, and I believe great deal of failure has to do with this particular illness where some very excited and motivated kind of people come up and they take quick action without having, ever having consulted with their colleagues, with their peers, without talking to customer. Um, it reminds me of the, of the startup philosopher, Steve Blank out of uh, uh, Stanford, who talks about that, uh, don't just come up with an idea and start building it. He has this name for it. He calls it, get out of building, hmm, goob. He says, get out of building. That is Steve Blank's way of inviting people to uh, talk to customers, see where they are stuck, see what their challenges are, see what their breakdowns are, think together with them, wonder together with them, do something that Flores calls imaginative anticipation. You anticipate something, you imagine something, you, you talk about it, that what is the disaster if we did not take any action, what is the disaster if we did not deal with this breakdown? What is the disaster about our individual lives and our power together as a collective group if we took no responsibility in this game? Mm. That part is very necessary. So you yeah. don't want to be hyperactive and fall to this thing where you come up with an idea and you go right to action and you don't need to consult with anybody. You don't need to talk to anybody. You don't need what to you listen want to. to anybody. You don't need to listen to anybody. Listening wastes time, talking wastes exactly. time. Yeah, it's a waste of time. And you know, face, I think this is Facebook's like internal motto, uh, move fast and break stuff or something like that. Well, you know um, I, I haven't... I haven't heard it. Uh, maybe it is, and, and I can't really speak uh, uh, authentically. I think that Facebook, uh, from what little I have seen, um, uh, Facebook has a culture where people stay in a lot of communication with each other. So maybe mm -hmm. they have their own way of talking about possibilities and thinking together. But any enterprise that stop thinking about possibilities together and all they do is action, action, action. Uh, Sun Tzu said that that is the Chinese philosopher of war said that that is just a noise before defeat. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have just a noise before defeat. Mm -hmm. A genuine entrepreneur is someone who encounters a breakdown, experiences the emotional um, disposition, the emotional impact, experience negative emotions, uh, anger, disgust, um, frustration, that's okay. That's human being. We start there. Actually, we have to start there. Then genuine entrepreneur is someone who takes responsibility and instead of waiting for others, declares the breakdown to say this world doesn't work. Then invite others to think about possibility. Actually, um, recently, uh, I've been perturbed by the whole topic of AI and coaching. And you know that I've recently organized series of talks and some very amazing people, uh, Will Pool and Paul Moritz and Vijay um, from Microsoft and many of the people have gathered to talk about it. So we're doing this conversation these days 
where we are thinking about possibilities about what AI can do in the field of coaching. We don't yet have a commitment to action. We're coming close. But this time, this space that we have created to think about possibilities, it's a very necessary part of dealing with the breakdown. After AI showed up, everybody's thinking, oh, we don't really need to coach. Everybody can get answers directly from this. So sometimes technological emergence like this can create the breakdown as it created in our business. So you can clearly see that we are in that space right now where, where we are talking to important people, uh, Bruno Alaviso, Avi Batula, and so many AI, old AI scientists, the new AI uh, researchers and engineers. And we're talking with Chauncey Bell and the whole artwork community about what is possible with AI, what is possible with coaching. And I believe maybe in some later episodes, we will give our audiences update on what action we committed to do. And maybe once we commit to do an action, that's not like that will change the world. Mm -hmm. Maybe we will commit to an action and new breakdowns will show up and we will go back again and declare breakdowns and discuss possibilities again. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, we are we are doing what we are asking people to do as well <laughs> in our own work. Yes. Um, and we are in the stage right now where we are talking about different possibilities of what we could do mm. um, in our own business. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, what comes to mind just to like begin to wrap up uh, is two things. Um, one that Maria, our coworker, loves. Um, it's a line that you say that breakdowns are possibilities for breakthroughs. Mm. Breakdowns See? are possibilities for breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. right, Very yeah. nice. You say, and Maria loves it. And because now every single time that a breakdown happens, she sees it as a possibility for a breakthrough, not just as a breakdown, but she sees it as like, okay, this is a breakdown, but like we can have a breakthrough about it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a great like mood to have um, mm -hmm. when a breakdown happens as opposed to, you know, feeling resigned and overwhelmed and frustrated about it. Mm -hmm. And, but like, you we have this mood about it because we have the confidence that we can deal with this breakdown powerfully because we know how to <laughs> yes so yes. this is really helpful actually um mm -hmm. and then another thing you say is that we should marry our breakdowns yeah you know uh, some moments uh instead of running from breakdowns and running from like you know some people have this habit of going from job to job and startup to startup i mean i've done that I, it's not some people, I have done mm -hmm. that. You know, one thing is not working, jump to another, jump to another, jump to another. But it wasn't up till I committed myself to this particular field of coaching and AI and doing something in this field that now I am beginning to have breakthrough. Mm -hmm. If you don't marry your breakdowns, if you keep on jumping around and keep on leaving, you will have no depth. You will keep yeah. the same habits of being trapped in psycho prisons and you'll bring those habits with you everywhere. Hmm? If you marry your breakdowns, you basically say breakdown is you versus me, and I'm going to deal with it, and I'm going to belong. And marrying your breakdowns is really an invitation to belonging. What is beginning mm -hmm. to be missing in this new dynamic era that is mm -hmm. arriving, that there is no belonging. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Everyone is trying to grab a little slice of comfort for themselves in their own personalized way 
and there is no commitment, there is no belonging, and in no commitment, no belonging, there can be no potentiality. Mm-hmm. Once you marry your breakdowns, whether you see it at a national level or you see it at an enterprise level, as a startup level, important things that happen, they only happen once people commit to taking on their dissatisfactions. As a matter of fact, this is also the the secret to innovation. You can only innovate once Mm. you have encountered a problem that is so frustrating, so disasterly, that you have no idea what to do. And everybody else is totally resigned that nothing could be done. A genuine entrepreneur takes on a problem like that, that everybody else is resigned about. But you see uh, that something must be done and you don't know what to do. That's okay. You may not know right away what to do, but you encounter it and you marry your breakdown. And now you begin to have a breakthrough and a new possibility. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't know what else. I think I think you nailed it, Sakib. I think you did an amazing job. Um, mm. I think my last question is for people that might be listening. Mm. What would you, what are some questions you could ask them or like last comments you would say to them? Mm. Mm. You know, in another moment, um, we could also discuss that not all breakdowns are the same. Mm-hmm. Today, Maybe what we want to leave you with this sensitivity that breakdowns are inevitable. Breakdowns are going to happen. The nature of life is that, that things will break, things will change. We human beings, we live in this storied existence in which we're constantly inventing and reinventing our satisfaction. Satisfaction is not something that is permanent and that is fixed. We're constantly encountering new satisfactions and new dissatisfactions. You know, before um, iPhone came out, if somebody did not have an iPhone, they didn't have a dissatisfaction after iPhone came out. And today, if you don't have uh, today's smartphone, maybe including Android and Samsung's and all that, um, if you don't have a smartphone, that could be like a dissatisfaction. So it's a quick example that we human beings are very good at inventing new dissatisfactions. And it's not a problem. That's just how it is. So dissatisfaction is inevitable. Hmm? You you fall in love with someone, you marry someone, you have a great marriage and two years later, now it's very dissatisfying. Hmm? That is bound to happen. You start an idea, you start your new startup, it's your lifelong passion and ambition. You got the funding, you got the team and two years into it, you now have a new stuckness. Maybe five years into it, you now have a new dissatisfaction. So what I want to leave you with is that don't grudge the breakdowns. Don't grudge your dissatisfaction. Rather anticipate that breakdowns are going to show up. That's one thing I want to leave you with. Second thing, another day, we can explore a little bit that not all breakdowns are the same. Hmm? There are many levels of breakdowns. There are some breakdowns that have that are related to our everyday life, like we go out and tire in the car is flat. And um, uh, as it happens recently, I visited you in Vancouver. And by the time I arrived at your house, the tire was flat. And we spent rest of the trip 
trying to find the shop to fix the flat tire. That's one level of breakdown. Or the kind of breakdown that happens that now this generative AI technology has shown up. And I predict that this is going to disrupt old technologies, old computing infrastructure. Human beings have finally figured out how to talk to their computers. And that's going to create breakdowns across the board. So not all breakdowns are the same, and there might be nuances on how you might take on your daily breakdowns versus how you might take on the breakdowns created by some kind of a new technological emergence or environmental uh, disturbance. Uh, maybe another moment we can go deeper into that topic. Yeah, I think people would be interested in that. I would be interested in that, so yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you, that's it. Then. Thank you. Victoria. Last comment I would like to say. Yeah, please, please. Is that um, for people that are listening, I would encourage them to take a look at places either in their work or in their relationships mm. where they have been resigned to something mm. or resentful about something and to own your dissatisfaction, own it as your dissatisfaction um, and to declare the breakdown. And, and try this that we are sharing with you. And then if you need help or if something happens and you get stuck, uh, talk to us, leave a comment in the section, in the comment section or message me or Sakib directly. And we, we would be more than happy to help. Oh, we would love it. That's yes. what we do in this uh, business here. huh? We take yeah. breakdowns and we turn them into breakthroughs. So breakdown is with your career, with your startup, with anywhere, uh, take it on fully. And if we could help, we'd be delighted. Yeah. Okay, that's it. So thank you. And that, and with that, we conclude episode 11 of the Altwork podcast, going from breakdowns to breakthroughs, dealing with dissatisfactions powerfully at work. Uh, thank you, Sake, for sharing your expertise and insights. Um, and don't forget to tune in next time um, in the same place, the same time for more Altwork conversations. Uh, I'm Victoria Reles, and this has been the Altwork podcast. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Victoria.